The Earl Hall Show is now in our third season, and it is dedicated to the person that wants to podcast and learn how to build that audience and monetize that audience. Our guest, just like the one coming up, is doing just that. Subscribe to the podcast and let's grow together. Now, let's get into the episode. Yeah, Boom Baby was like your thing two years ago. I like, I'll never forget that. I mean, again, I mean, I, I found you two years ago because of a reality show that you were on with Cody Askins. What was that, The Ultimate Agent? Yeah. I mean, and you've come so far in that two years, but take us back to what that 19-year-old was dealing with, really just getting started on their entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? When you get into the industry, uh, you're just trying to figure out everything. You're trying to figure out exactly where people are and, and try to find your voice in all of it, right? And it seems to get drowned out, especially when you're starting because there's you're, you're not around people or, or you're around people who are huge, right? Like Cody Askins and you, you're around people who are, I don't know if my audio is good. You're good. You're good now. I want to make sure. Okay, cool. Um, you're around people like Cody Askins, you're around people like uh, Nate Offord and Roger Short, and you're around these people, and you're like, dude, am I even going to be like a, a thing? Like, are people actually going to realize, like, remember me, right? Like, you're around these people, and, and you feel so small, and you just, you're trying to get your footing. Like, I'm just trying to get my footing. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm, I'm going through all the mistakes, going through all the failures. It's really tough, but... It just comes down to like doing the work. And I think that back then I knew, even though I had no experience, even though I didn't have a lot of, a lot to give, I just knew that I had energy and I could show up every day. And if I never chose to quit, I could never fail. And so that was my mindset when I just started in the industry, right? Like I, I went through a lot of failures. I it, like my first month, I remember my first week right getting on the phones i did 17 uh, set 17 appointments four showed up and it's like horrible right and so you're just i'm just trying to figure out like and really actually get my footing and and figure out actually how to set an appointment so that people show up and so on and so forth and so i just knew that if i got better over time and that i, I stayed to the process and i trusted the process that ultimately i'd be so I'd go through so many mistakes and I'd do so many things that were not good and I'd learn from all those that I would get decent, at least decent enough to scale, right? So um, that's that's that was my thought process, especially when I just started um, being able to really scale. Well, I mean, that's that's amazing on its own because, you know, us old guys look at you young guys sometimes and say you don't have the 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 wherewithal to just push through, right? Push through the pain, but... Where do you think that came from within you to actually go through that hard part to even believe that if you did, you could succeed? Where does that come from for you? That's a good question. And and like, especially now coaching agents like a ton and trying to figure out exactly like the step by step so they could get to like uh, reach success where like how I have, right? And be able to do that in a shorter amount of time. What I've realized is that when you're just starting out, like when I just started, I had no evidence myself. I couldn't speak with conviction myself, right? So I had to borrow it from other people that were maybe in the same position or similar position than me, worse, better, even the same, right? And I'd I'd have to pull from their story and try to put myself in their shoes, what they were going through on a day-to-day basis, a weekly basis, what their mindset was like, the roadblocks that they were going through so that I could actually make an impact, right? And, and I could actually make, like, 
see the other side of the story. Because a lot of people get stuck six inches from gold. A lot of people get stuck on one side of the story and they don't finish it. There's no ending, right? It's just stuck in this spot where they're not actually moving forward, right? So what I had to do is borrow conviction. I had to borrow other people's experiences from other people and I had to take that and I had to run with it, right? That's a, that's a ultimately what I did. Like that's where it comes from is listening to other people, asking questions, not being afraid to fail. That's where it comes from is knowing that it is possible and taking their chapter eight and through the one through eight, taking all those experiences for myself so that I can get to that spot. And I knew that as long as I continued to do what they did and stayed in the fight, I knew I could get there someday, if not sooner than I, I would hope for, right? And I feel like it's definitely, time goes so quick, right? <laughs> and so I feel oh like it's, things have cr crazy, right? I feel like we're just doing the interview like a few, last month. And yeah. it's been like close to two years two ago, years which is ago. crazy now. <laughs> you know, we were we were talking about even before we got started, you know, and I was mentioning just how amazing a lot of you young guys are. It's like, I was like, you know, I mean, I graduated high school in 1987. There was no internet. There was no smartphone. Um, no Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, forget about it. You know, there was none of that. But even during that time, we knew this was coming. It was one of those things where we knew this was coming and the more and more the more and more that it approached, we saw it. But it took guys like me that are almost that are almost fifty-five years old to go through a lot of the the new stuff, right? That well what we called the new stuff, like around I mean, YouTube didn't even come out until two thousand seven. Same with Facebook. It was like two thousand six, yeah. two thousand seven, right? And to see how it has grown and how it is it has impacted business is utterly amazing. And you guys are taking it by the horns and are blowing up like within a year or two, you know, throwing up numbers, 30K a month, 50K a month, 80K a month at 20 freaking two. Do I'm wondering if you have a concept of what you actually have in your hand because you've always had it, whereas we have it. How do you look at technology in that light? The, that's a good question. I mean, like you, it's something that you just don't, I guess you don't really understand because it's so, so around, like it, it's all over, right? And you're seeing it over and over and over again, especially with the advancement of technology and social media. It's like you get people that are making 100, 200, 500,000 a month that are my age or even younger, right? And I think exposure over time, you it, it you get desensitized, right? Exposure leads to desensitization towards like, it's just normal, right? The amount of people that I could count on my hand, I was actually talking to my mom that this the other day, like the amount of people that I could talk to on a day-to-day -day basis that I actually have contacts in my phone, right? That are making seven, eight figures a year right. is like, crazy and it's it's so it's there and people the way they lever, leverage it it's just it, it's not a crazy concept because i see it all the time and it's i think it's choosing to see that type of stuff over and over and over again and the more i feel like it comes back right and so i i'm just willing to adapt i feel like i'm i'm definitely like especially even my generation is more and i would say just me in general i'm more prone to just adapt and like if hey if this is working i'm just gonna watch a youtube <laughs> youtube youtube is 
is an internal search engine itself, right? It, and by the way, if you're watching this and you're not making YouTube videos, you're missing out on one of the biggest opportunities in the world. Like YouTube is it, right? Um, and I don't say that lightly. Like I'm, I'm giving away the secrets, but it's the reality. Like it, the where everybody's going is that if I have a problem, I just look it up on YouTube. And if I look it up on Google, what what's going to happen? It leads me to YouTube, YouTube video, video right? <laughs> so I would just say that that's like, that's what's helped to me. And I'm, I'm always about YouTube-versity, right? Like a, if I need help with something, I'm going to YouTube and I know that there's probably a video that will help me get to where I want to go faster too. I mean, it's YouTube University is, is amazing. I mean, one, I have a, uh, my patience is very small um, when it comes yeah, to, yeah. to dealing with certain types of clients or something like that. And like, you'll get a client and they'll hit you up. Like we were talking about CapCut earlier, right? It's like, yep. how do you do transitions in Cap, in CapCut? And my first thing is, why the freak are you asking me this question? Yeah. When you can look it up on YouTube right now, instead of booking an appointment with me to ask that question, you can yep. go there and actually do it. And I mean, in the current state of the internet, it is social media. I mean, YouTube isn't actually is. a social media platform, but we talk about it as, as social media. But if you're not creating content, and here's the thing, and this is what I teach so many people. If you build an audience, you'll have clients. Oh, easy. That's how it is. So many people, I mean, yeah, we we do the Facebook ads, right? We do the the Instagram ads and we do all that stuff. But most of that is to build the audience of people that will actually engage with our content. I, we were talking about Grayson earlier. It's like, so I know you've kind of gone through through like his program, which I know is amazing. And I, I can't stop consuming his content for since Saturday. I've just been on one about consuming Grayson's content. Oh, seriously, right? But what is it that, maybe you've learned that you didn't know before that you actually needed to do to do what you're doing now to build your agency that actually helps life insurance agents. Hello, incredible entrepreneurs out there. I'm Earl Hall, the host of The Earl Hall Show, and I have an exciting invitation just for you. Our show is on a mission to share the extraordinary stories of entrepreneurs like you, the visionaries who've overcome adversity, pain, and struggles to make a meaningful impact in the world. It's about the real journey behind your success. Think about it. Your story has the power to inspire, to motivate, and resonate. We're not here to sell. We're here to tell. Tell the tales of challenge and triumph, the hard-fought battles, and the sweetest victories. On The Earl Hall Show, your voice will reach a a wider audience, an audience eager to hear your unique insights and experiences. Imagine sharing your story, your wisdom with fellow entrepreneurs and dreamers looking for that spark of inspiration. This is your chance, a chance to connect, to inspire, and to be a part of something bigger. So if you're ready to share your entrepreneurial journey with the world, we're ready to hear it. Apply now to be a guest on The Earl Hall Show. Your story matters, and we can't wait to share it. Let's inspire together. Go to earlhallstudio.com, click on the link that says be on the podcast, fill in the form, and we will take it from there. that just changed the whole game for you. It could just be one or yeah. two things, right? It's like, because you you were using social media anyway, right? Yeah. But there's something that you do now that you weren't doing before. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, what he's done is is huge, right? And he's definitely helped me in, in huge ways and immensely like super grateful for him. But I would say that I, I knew that YouTube was powerful 
but I never understood how do you get more people to like, how do you like create a whole audience? And I was fascinated by the idea of building an audience because I knew I saw these fitness influencers. I saw these people who built a cult like following, right? You think of Sam Solik, dude is blowing up anybody, no matter if you're 15, if you're 11, if you're 50, right? Everybody knows who this dude is because he built a cult-like audience. If that dude launched a product tomorrow, he'd probably make a seven figures in like a five days, right? Seven exactly. days. He can do that. And so I knew that there was power in that, but I never knew how to like actually grow that myself. And so what's cool is that learning from him, I mean, obviously he has his stuff that he's, he teaches, but I think the most important thing that I've learned from him is not looking at your business emotionally, but actually figuring out what problem am I trying to solve in my business, right? And the reason why you you track metrics, the reason why you have KPIs, the reason why data is crucial is so that you can take the emotions out of it and just look at it and say, okay, what's the constraint of my business and how do I get to the next level? Because Hormozy talks a lot about the theory of constraints, but the reality is a lot of us don't understand that. So when we look at our business, okay, what's the constraint in our business? What does the data tell us? How do we figure out and every all of our focus and energy goes to solving this constraint? Then we go up to yeah. the next spot. Then we scale up to somewhere else. And then we're at capacity at somewhere else. Then we have another constraint. Then we ask ourselves, what's the problem we're trying to solve? And so this was this has allowed me and really helped me scale as a coach and as a like a a person like within the like the life insurance space is identifying that and allowing myself to step back from a high level view and say, okay, what problem am I actually trying to solve in my business? whether you're in life insurance, whether you're a coach, whether you're in fitness, whatever you're doing, if you have a business, that is the problem that you should you should be asking yourself every day. The question you should be asking is every single day, what is the problem I'm trying to solve in my business? Because it is an equation, right? That's what's cool about business. That's what I love about it, right? Is that you, you can take the emotions out of it and just look at it and just say, hey, okay, what's the problem I'm trying to solve? And then- Because yeah, numbers don't lie. I mean- Exactly. I mean, and if you understand how to read those numbers, whether you're talking about a spreadsheet of leads and, you know, booked appointments, or you're talking about YouTube views and click through rates and all this stuff, like the data doesn't lie. So you know where the problem is because it's right there in front of you. And you yep. can take that emotion out if you're intelligent enough to do that, to just go ahead and attack the problem where it needs to be attacked. You know, with with the whole social media thing, right? I mean, I, well, you know, I, I coach life insurance agents as well. So yeah. one of the hardest things that I've, and I'm still trying to crack this code, you know, maybe we can crack it together. I don't know. Yeah. I have literally had coaching sessions where people want uh, information on how to get leads, right? Yeah. And they don't want to spend money, which most of them don't, right? So it's <laughs> So I'm like, well, look, I'm going to give you a long play because this is a long play. But you've been a life insurance agent, whoever I'm talking to, like, okay, you've been in the industry for a year, two years, three years, yep. whatever it is. You have a wealth of knowledge there about every single problem when it comes to final expense, when it comes to IULs, when it comes to mortgage protection. You know all the problems and you've had thousands of conversations with people and answering questions for them. Why yeah. do you not? have a YouTube channel where you're going through each of these problems and showing how you can help people overcome them. And that becomes a lead source. Put a reel, a week, a YouTube video, a week, you know, just talking about that 
And like, I call YouTube an intent-based platform. That's what I've always called it. Because it's like you said, you go there, you type in what the problem is you're having. Mm -hmm. I'm a diabetic. I weigh 400 pounds. Can I get life insurance? Dude, those people are going to find your video because they're looking for an answer, a solution to a problem that they have, but they're not finding you. You know, have you ever had those types of conversations with agents to say, look, you need to be making a YouTube video a week and just attacking these problems and getting a library of this stuff? Yeah, I, I talk. I was actually talking to my community earlier today and I was like, dude, if you're not growing on YouTube and you're not putting out content, like you are going to get left in the dust. Like that's the reality because if you're not, if you're content and you're not on top of mind and you don't have time under attention to where people you're, you're consuming people's minds and you're not actually there, then, then you're going to lose out. And so like right now it's so cool because you can post a video and somebody can literally like when I get on calls with people, somebody's like spitting, like regurgitating my story better than I could regurgitate it. And I'm like, what in the world? And they're like, what, wait, what, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into like how you can coach me, can I ask you about this that happened two and a half years ago? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we could talk about it. Right. And it's, it's all because of content. What's cool is like people believe in residual income. People believe in, and making money in their sleep. But like, think about being able to sell in your sleep, thinking about being able to sell that and have that conversation one time. And all of a sudden 50 to a hundred to a thousand people watch that. And you're able to have that conversation. And what's cool is you're able to be a little bit more direct and people mm -hmm. won't take it as harsh because you can say the things that you want and people might feel something towards it, but they're not going to, it's not going to be personal, right? Because it's not like you and I are having a conversation. I'm able to say something. Somebody's able to attach with my beliefs, whether it's harsh or not. And you attract more people. And what's cool is I was actually talking to another person yesterday. Like you, through content that you make, you're going to attract the people that are like you and you're going to detract the people who aren't. So if you're exactly. bringing people in that are not the right fit or not your per ideal person, you need to look at your content and be like, dude, what's going on? That's like a, a more advanced conversation. But in terms yeah. of this, it's like, if you are not making content, like why, I don't know why you wouldn't. It doesn't even have to be raw. What's cool right now is that the, especially with YouTube and the way that people are going, it's raw. It's authentic. People want like just an authentic video. Don't necessarily need all the cuts and all the edits and all that. Like just literally download Loom, pay 15 bucks a month. Literally, this is what I've been doing. I've been posting daily videos all of February and I'm going to post it until it, I've proven it doesn't work. I'm watching. Does. I'm watching you every day. Literally, I'm watching it's, every video you do every day. I literally just, I literally go on Loom. I film the video. What's on my mind? Right or what? You're in that same spot. You're sitting right there making the video. That's it. That's it, right? It's nothing crazy, right? But it doesn't have to be because sometimes we're so blind to our business that we think, oh, dude, that's common knowledge. But it's not. If I were to talk to somebody, imagine, and, and this is a good example. Imagine if you're sitting down with a friend and you're trying to talk to them about what you're passionate about or what you're trying to talk about, right? So say for the diabetic life insurance thing, you'd say you were going to go to them and you're talking about why it's important for a diabetic to get life insurance or what carriers a, li a diabetic could get. That's how you should be talking to the camera. It's like sitting down and we're just talking as friends and like, hey, this is what this is what I would do, right? You can do whatever you want. No pressure. This is what I would say. X, Y, and Z. 
this is why you can get covered with this person or whatever. This is possible to get day one coverage if you're a diabetic, blah, 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 blah. And that's how you have the conversation. That's how you build an authentic audience. People who actually will buy. Because I was listening to a podcast from Ryan Pineda like a few months ago. Mm. And he's like, like, followers don't matter. Because there's people who have 50 to 100,000 followers. And they can't sell a $5 t-shirt. But there's people who have thousands of like maybe 900 subscribers. And dude, like one of my friends, Dan Bolton. Dude has 900 subscribers. Now he has like 2,000. He's grown over the past six months. When I met him, he had 900 subscribers. He's making $1.5 million a month in or a year in profit. And I'm like, dude. And he always talked about his YouTube channel, how it makes him $100,000 a month. And so if you, it's the old way to think the way you monetize is getting a ton of followers. It's not. Yes. You just need the right person and the right offer and you, you make a ton of money. Exactly. And again, that's why I look at two young guys that are actually crushing it right now. And it's like, I'm looking at you guys to, to revamp a lot of the things that I'm doing, because when you think about it, I'm sure you say this as, as well. This is just easy to do. It's like, if you know the strategy and you have a reason to, to put up a reel, like, you know what the intention of it is. You're not just posting what you ate for lunch or whatever, but there's an intention behind everything that you post, whether that is to attract followers, whether that is to make a sale or whether that is to book an appointment, there's an intention behind every single post. There should be a CTA anyway, a relevant CTA for everything that we post, you know? So, I mean, with where it is that you are right now, what made you kind of want to make that shift? from not just selling insurance, but actually coaching life insurance agents. How did that shift come about for you? Yeah. Uh, you said the shift in terms of like going from like agent to coach mm-hmm. in a way. In a way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is, I get this question a lot and I still am a licensed agent. I still sell, right? But the reason why I decided to pivot a little bit was because there were so many people before I even met, uh, I hired a coach, right? Before I met Grayson, there was already people, tons of people reaching out like, dude, how can I, they were already asking for it. And so I would say for somebody, or the right time to make an offer is when somebody is already asking for it. When people are already DMing you saying, hey, do you do coaching? Do you do training? Can I pay for your time, right? And so I just thought it was the right time. And I was like, dude, I could monetize this and I can make a, a decent business but more importantly, I can actually help people get sell like get the transformation that I went through. Cause I, I thought of myself a year before and I was like, dude, I'm broke. I'm not making money. What's going on? Like I, I have to figure something out. I was buying leads and I was trying to figure out exactly what was going on in my business. And I knew that if I had that feeling, if I was if I was on Ultimate Agent and had those great experiences and still wasn't able to figure it out, there's other agents out there that have to hear what I have to say. And that's what really drove me to like do it because I was like, there has to be other people that are in the same position. And I I didn't know, I it wasn't just a hypothesis. I had people reaching out consistency, consistently like, dude, I watch your videos, I resonate, it, it makes sense, I understand it. I'm in the same spot, how do I get out? And I'm like, dude, why not create a program that I can actually help people get and get the transformation from while I was making the same money I was during insurance but ultimately, like, get that transformation, right? That's all coaching yeah. is, right? Is selling the transformation. Selling so that's what I do now. 
And it's it's more in line with what I actually wanted to do all along. I got into insurance because I wanted to be able to travel the world. I wanted to be able to work virtually. And I wanted to be able to build an online presence. But now the videos that I make actually have a direct correlation to my business growing. What's cool is that I don't have tons of subscribers, but more people are coming to me every single day because of the my content is speaking to a specific person. So don't be a master of all, right? You, you won't. You'll be a master of none. Focus on one person. Get your messaging dialed in to where if it's boring to everybody else. It, it detracts everybody else. But your perfect person, it's like, I cannot believe I'm actually watching this right now. And all of a sudden, boom, they're in the community. And then you're able to change the life. What's so funny about all of that that you just said? It's like, and I'm sure you get this now as well because people consume your content. I mean, they consume my content as well. And like the rare times, because it's not often that I actually get on a sales call. And because people have been watching me for three months, they're like, oh my God, it's you. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking to you. It's like, dude, I'm just a regular dude. I'm just, I mean, I'm not a celebrity, but yeah. it when you produce content that people consume a lot, they put you somewhat on a pedestal because you're ahead of them because you're giving them the information they want and they're starstruck sometime behind that, you know, but I know I got to get you on my other podcast too, because there are some issues. It's not just insurance guys. Um, this is across the board when it comes to sales, when it comes to, to marketing and things of that nature where people just don't do the work, right? They just don't yeah. do the work. They think because they whipped out the credit card, paid you some money, their problem was resolved. No, that's the beginning. Now we get down into the nitty gritty of these types yeah. of things. And, and in, in your industry across the board, so many people talk about cash collected, but they never talk about profit. And there's this little dirty secret in the insurance industry and everything else where you got ladies and gentlemen throwing up numbers like 500,000 a month, but they're freaking broke. Yep. Right. And it's like all these ladies and gentlemen that are out here, whatever the industry you're in, you've got to crack the code on how do I make a profit? Not how I just collect cash. You know, because then you're a slave to a lot of that stuff and you don't have the bandwidth to do anything else or scale because you're actually not making any money doing yep. what you're doing. And, you know, I hear you talking about this and I hear you talking about a lot of things. So that's one of the reasons why I actually wanted to bring you on the Earl Hall show because you're a wealth of knowledge. You've dropped some bombs here, you know, today just in this podcast. And, man, I just want to thank you for being you. Thank you for showing up. And being on the podcast, doing what you do to service an industry that actually needs the help that you provide, man. So I just want to say thanks, man, for coming on the Raw Show. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Always good talking with you. On this Flashback Friday, I want to bring you back to my special guest. Hey, you could be a guest on the Earl Hall Show so that you can share your story and your experiences so that you can reach a wider audience. Just click the link in the description. Be on the Earl Hall Show to learn more.